0: And welcome to Crimes Against Food. I'm Gloria Lind. I'm Mia Steele. And today we're going to be talking about
1: food on film. <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <laughs> da, 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 food on film. I'm, I'm so Don't be sorry. ashamed of it. It's brilliant. I love it.
0: It is. It's a great song, <laughs> and I had to make the the title of this podcast "Food on Film," even though it's a little bit more difficult to understand. Yes, because uh, because of the song "Girls on Film." Yeah. Um. So. What we're going to talk about today is nothing complex, no. simply
1: films with food in them or about food. Yeah. That's more or less. Sometimes the food's just in the title or kind of indicate that way and then there's not much else going on.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or it could be one small moment or a, or a,
1: a large moment. It could be either. Yeah, uh,
0: You know, it's, 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 it's hard to tell but we're we're, going to go there with it. We're actually, when we were doing the prep for the show, we're a little bit worried because we have about 100 million films that we'd like to review. So we're going to try and, uh, I don't think we've quite got the skill to do a little
1: movie minute review of each thing. Without making it completely confusing. Yeah. And and here's a rundown (laughs) of 25 films that you never want to see after this because we've just ruined them for (laughs) you.
0: Yeah. And we'll try not to do too many spoilers as well. Um, And, uh, yeah, I hope that we don't um, completely ruin them or just give you a very <laughs> potted overview of all them. It's quite boring. Yeah. Um, to me, what seems to happen in films is that there seems to kind of, you know, food is always some kind of metaphor, usually, or a vehicle in order to discuss other things. You know, it, it, there's a process by by which kind of food features. And it was interesting planning this episode because I have to say that Food on film doesn't give me quite the same memories, strong memories, that food
1: in literature does, which I think will be another episode. I think we have to do another episode on that because as soon as you said that to me, I was like, oh God, yes. You're right, because in books, I have really, really strong feelings about particular scenes in particular books, the food in them, that still makes me hungry from the first time I read them to the time I read them now. It's amazing.
0: Absolutely. I used to, when I was a kid, I used to read books Mm. With, with like, snacks because yeah, yeah. I had to have them on hand because particular books would make me hungry. <laughs> like it was a little House in the Prairie used to always make me really hungry. Yes,
1: that's because it was so kind of whole grain. Yeah, and, but it was, they were hard working. They shook to their bums It's probably for what they because had. they
0: were hungry. You know, most yeah. of the book is about food because most of the time they were probably bloody hungry. So all those bits that get remembered <laughs> are the food. And I have to say, I have to admit that, yeah, films don't have the same... No. Powerful imagery. Having said that, there's still a lot of use of food in films that is worth talking about, and then sometimes wrong, so wrong.
1: In fact, (laughs) don't say that. It's not wrong. It's right, (laughs) Mia. Some of their films we've on this list, but but we did have to. We we did kind of have debate over the categories you put them into because Gloria raised her eyebrows at a couple (laughs) that she considered to be slightly wrong. And I was like, no, that's not wrong. That's right. Um, th- th- we'll get to them later, obviously, and you can judge for yourselves. But um, but food on film, it's going to be interesting. So, I mean, we could kick off with our first category. Go on. Which um, I think we'll start at the top, which is
0: it's, it's gluttony. Right. I mean, I wish that we had managed to fit this into
1: Seven Deadly Sins because that would have well, been quite an elegant structure. It would. But sadly, we didn't. But we only needed two hours and probably Brad Pitt and Margaret <laughs> Freeman to narrate the whole thing. It would not have been... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we, you know, we couldn't have done it alone. We'd, we'd have been pulling our hair out at the end. We, there's such an elegant structure. Why do I want to kill myself? <laughs> do I have to watch this again? Oh God!
0: But no, this is a is a is a it's a theme uh, recurring through a number of films. That kind of g- the gross out, and actually we disc- we excluded seven from this category. In seven, yes. there's features actually uh, a character who's kind of slain under gluttony, mm-hmm. and. Uh, but you, you don't never see any meat, eat. no, so no. we thought well, that's not about food that's about the sin itself, yes. whereas we're actually interested in the actual action of gluttony, which is the consuming of the food, which you know I'm not sure is a crime against food or a uh, or not. what do you think about okay, about gluttony? In well, food, the in thing films? is
1: i I have a strange relationship with, with gluttony because I kind of love being gluttonous myself it's it's my sin i'm greedy, not just for food but for but for a lot of things it's terrible um and When you were saying to me, gluttonous films, you know, we were kind of deciding which ones would would be in the category or not. I I was trying to think of a film that specifically gave me those feelings and that I could remember images of mountainous food and somebody ploughing through it. And I couldn't. Instead, all I had were images of of me diving into mountains of food, which is sick and wrong, isn't it? Isn't it? I, I, I was literally like imagining... Buffets and huge pools of food I was just diving into and you just, just
0: creating your own film. That <laughs> replay was going on there. It was Delightful. bad. It was bad. I have to say that the films we came up with, they didn't seem to have be much joy in no. the gluttony. No, well, they were I, all I quite that's miserable. Why,
1: that's why that's why I couldn't think of any. And I invented mm. my own joyous ones instead. Me swan diving into kind of whole lakes of fried breakfasts and stuff. But um but because the ones we came up with, I mean, namely one of the initial ones we thought of was stand by me which there's a famous scene because the main characters themselves are not gluttonous, but one of them is a storyteller and he tells a story about a young boy who gets his, um, he's, he's a fatty and he's, a, he's a big, big fat boy. And he gets his revenge upon his tormentors at the local pie eating contest by downing a bottle of arsenic or no condoleez oil or something before, not arsenic, he'd not be ar- dead. <laughs> but condoleez oil and, um, oh, no, castor oil, that's what it is, castor oil, a bottle of castor oil and, Q, the kind constantly, he's he's motoring away through all these pies, it's all over his face, and it's a contest where they can't use their hands, you just stick your face in and go for gold, and he's savaging these pies, and he's winning by a mile, and about halfway through, he gets this rumble, this ominous kind of throaty growl, and then he starts vomiting everywhere, profusely, and it's so bad in the story that everyone else starts vomiting, he makes everyone feel so sick, they're vomiting, it turns into a massive sick contest. A vomit That's his grand revenge. And, um, and that's, when you said gluttony, that's what I thought of because I think my mind was casting for images of a really large person and landed on him
0: yeah and and yet there was you know he got his revenge and it was it was gluttonous, but it was also there was not there wasn't a great deal of joy in that no, I was mean no joy they, they, I think they enjoyed the story in the film, but it gluttonous, wasn't but gluttony with a purpose yeah that was it was a, there was a very strong purpose in there yeah. and again, you see you just keep coming back to the pies and the overweight child with the food eating contest because mm. another one that popped to mind was Matilda, and there's a it's interesting a lot of these films that we're going to mention are derived from books yes. I, I I looked through them and That's a lot of them. All the best ones are <laughs> <This is> true. <laughs> There's so the I don't know what it is about. Is it because it's more difficult to film food? Because I I have knowledge of um, an absolutely brilliant example is yeah. um, a student film, and uh, for some reason the script called for ice cream. <laughs> and. God knows I mean you know I'm sure that if you're if you're gonna because it's so difficult to film stuff and make it look right I mean you know there are people who do food presentation like as a career so you know That's it's amazing. It, it, it's consumable and if you have to do take after take you can't practically do take after take can you not with nice ice cream. Um, uh, yeah, an ice cream outside in the wind in yeah. like November in Sunderland or somewhere, and so they went through this enormous cost of hiring a Mr. Whippy and making the actors feel really sick. And actually, what they should have done is just got some sugar paste and kind of you know made it into a cone like that because yes. it's all illusion. Maybe that's it. You know, in in the if you get shown, I mean, yes, we are visual, but if you get shown the
1: stuff, it it doesn't have quite the same. Do you think there's an element of, I mean, you know, you said how you weren't kind of turned on memory wise and kind of, you didn't latch onto images from, film of, from films of food like you do in books. Do you, think, do you think food loses something in translation in film unless it's actually fake film, the way that a person's makeup needs to be quite dramatic when they're being filmed, the lights are harsh and things like that. The, fil- the food doesn't look as appetising as it would in real life. Is, yeah. is the smell and the imagination of it such an integral part that without that you can't connect? Maybe
0: it is, or you don't get the subjective experience of the smell. Yeah. Like in books, you can have, you know, the subjective experience and relate it to your own experience. Whereas, I mean, you know, even a description of pie eating, it probably wouldn't make me hungry, no. but I might have more. I think pie eating actually, it's one of those things that's better filmic than than written. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it features in so many films. Is the because uh, it Matilda and the and the and the and, oh, is it
1: Mr. Crunchberry? What's she It's it's. Miss Trunchbull, and that there's a, a boy called Bruce Bogtrotter, and he likes her chocolate cake, and he steals a yes. or steals a bite or something like that. And to punish him, she sits him down for the entire school. She calls an assembly and there they sit, all the kids. And she faced him with this enormous chocolate cake, this mammoth of a thing. And he eats the lot. And by from from the halfway point, the kids stop thinking, My God, he's gonna die. And they start chanting his name. Bruce, 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 Bruce. So they're chanting Bruce, and Bruce is like 10, porky, but determined. And he gets through this cake, which is as which is as big as him. And at the end in the book, and I can't remember, in the film, does she just punch him or something? In the book, she slams and breaks over his head the plate the cake came on and Matilda is saying that he was so full of cake that it was like hitting a bag of cement. <laughs> and was
0: bounced off him. Which
1: just illustrates the power of the book over the film because she's giving you that, that feeling of, you know completeness and being full to the very brim so that nothing can hurt him at this point you could shoot him and he'd be fine <laughs> the invincibility he, he'd just leak like chocolate goo <laughs> his internal organs wouldn't be damaged so um, they'd just be actually chocolate but you see that one's quite a problem because i think bruce's triumph you know he's he's, he's, not, he's not like the guy from the stand by me film who is just kind of put upon and Upset and wants revenge, and Bruce, he's totally Bruce bought. Wins. He's
0: bought into the idea, yeah, hasn't yeah. he? He's he's taking it on, and it's something that he doesn't yeah. want. I Whereas no, Bruce, Bruce becomes like, a
1: champion. It. Champion, bring it. Does. I will
0: eat the cake.
1: Yeah, kind kind of dim with it at first, and then when he comprehends the challenge there, he sets himself to it, and wow, it's an example it's, to us it, all. It's his Everest. Yeah,
0: let, let, it's an example to us all. We should all eat cake, <laughs> the whole cake, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> oh. But then you see you move on through the films, and you get a little bit more refined. Oh. But before we move on, mm-hmm. the other one that I shouldn't... Uh, the, the forced overeating before we move on, I almost forgot. Cool Hand Luke. Oh, my what God. What an iconic, you
1: know, uh, the, the egg. The eggs. Yes. How, did, did he eat all the eggs? I, I'm sure. Did, I, I, the, did I think Robert I think Redford actually kind eat the eggs? Wikipedia fact out there saying, I, I don't think there's a way he could have eaten 50 eggs. Could he have eaten... I, I think he ate a lot because his stomach looks just kind of it's awful it's sick it's it's like someone's pushing their head through it it's really wrong it's so hard it's turgid which is one of those words that's only uh, only has a rightful place in a mills and boone (laughs) describing a kind of you know an empowered manhood yeah turgid manhood it's always (laughs) manhood isn't it (laughs) oh his manly manhood was turgid <laughs> and you're like oh god i'm sick of it. i'm sick of seeing that word it's lost all power yeah. <laughs> um, and and yeah it's sick and wrong man it keeps eating the eggs and you kind of you're going stop it oh how can you be doing this and and then maybe
0: that's where film has has the the edge over the books because that physical uh,
1: just the grossness yeah. of it, it has the power to make you feel sick yeah, definitely. Like kind of book never
0: made me feel. But sick.
1: but, but to, just to contrast that, I mean, in the film *Cool and Luke*. One of the things that kind of illustrates the character better is is the coupling of his two t- his two tasks. He fights a man who's his enemy in jail, that part of a road gang, and he fights him, and he will not stay down. He punches him. time This man is easily twice his side and he punches Paul Newman's ca- um, character again and again and again. Paul Newman's character bounces back up. Luke will not be beaten, and he's a bloodied mess. He's a ragdoll. And in the end, even his opponent is saying, just stay down. He's sick of hitting him. He doesn't like it anymore. He concedes because it's, it's made him feel so ill. The thought of like hitting this bloody drag once more. And then when he, when he gets to the eggs, it's kind of, you know what the man is made of. 50 boiled eggs. <laughs> 50 boiled eggs. It's It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> again again but it's it's not it's not a pie eating thing it's about empowerment in in a situation which he has none
0: yeah food is at all food yeah food is at all it becomes not yeah it's not about enjoyment is it there's no enjoyment of food there that is about yeah no. i'm uh, manning it up <laughs> yes. weird thing about oh yeah those, those so is it all is it gluttony at all because it's kind of it's going it's going beyond the, the... Powerful gluttony. Yeah. It's
1: still technically that, isn't it? Kind of going about, overboard on something mm. to an insane amount. But moving on to the enjoyment of
0: food, there's a, there's a few films which fall, fall, fell into our uh, sensuality category.
1: Oh, angel music. La, la, la.
0: And you know, obviously, the kind of for me one that came up in this category quite quite strongly was um, like Water for Chocolate, again based on a book by Isabel Allende. Right, Allende, Allende.
1: Well, uh, I'm not sure. She's Chilean. I've never read any of her books, and yet I know that she is strongly recommended. In fact, she's so well known that in other books, I've heard her mentioned by other authors touted as, as this kind of as this modern example of the contemporary writer to, to kind of you know of, of aspiration I that's
0: who you want to be I'm actually I actually can't believe that Mia hasn't hasn't read this author. I know because you would think she it's is, exactly I street, mean she, she is very much of the kind of um, m- magical realism school and you know kind of set by Gabriel Garcia Marquez mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. in that kind of love and time of cholera and you know and and her her situations are in a kind of South American country I mean the the story of like water for chocolate it's a bit of a Cinderella story Go but on. the food in there is a metaphor for desire and you know love and all of these really strong emotions that are put into the food it sounds
1: absolutely beautiful
0: oh it is there's this oh there's this great one about a girl with red hair who kind of it's not actually a food bit this is the film but she kind of dances and she gets consumed by fire and she almost gets lit up by fire because she you know the heat of her emotions yeah. cannot be contained by her body and there's this beautiful thing where um uh the main character who I've forgotten the name of is is preparing a meal uh, for the wedding of a, I think of the man she loves, and she's a fantastic cook. As she's preparing the food, she cries tears into the food that she's making for this wedding, and it's absolutely delicious. As the guests at the wedding eat it, they they start to weep because oh. the power of her emotion, kind of in the food, f- spreads oh. out to the, to the to the rest of the guests. And I definitely, I definitely because uh, my perspective on food is that kind of emotional transfer I kind of always uh, yeah I, I got that film I got it quite a I lot like so that either, sounds yeah.
1: beautiful it yeah, really yeah, does it's kind of, it's, I think it is and a, the it's a title fo- alone it's one of those titles that's just slightly mystifying it foxes you slightly but because it, it, it makes no sense at first like water for chocolate what and then you realise obviously mm-hmm. it, there's some kind of trade off but it's um it sounds mystical and lovely.
0: Yes, it is. It is very lovely. It's quite a girly film. It's because a foreign language film as well.
1: Both of those words, water and chocolate, are very evocative anyway. And you can, you kind of, you, you imagine them as you're saying them, which is, I think the trick of, of say, books sort over of film. That, that's why they, that's why food works in, in literature. Yes, because they have a I, yeah. yeah, words have a texture. You and I don't your own know if visual yeah. images do. No. Well no, they're providing your imagination's work there for them, aren't they? Mm. They're doing the work that your head should do by itself.
0: Yeah, that kind of yeah, and I don't know if food textures kind of I don't know if I experience food as much in my body or as in my head, really, I suppose.
1: Well, I don't want to start a big kind of philosophical dis- discussion, <laughs> but you kind of took it that way. Ah, um, given, how could I not? Given, given, us, given us most of our experiences, as, as we call them, experiences are just ideas we have in our own head of the things we perceive. You know, it's kind of like what our senses tell us and the way we interpret them individually. I think the way food, food works so well on paper because that each experience and each idea of an experience or perception is such an individual thing Mm. everyone sees the colour orange a slightly different way everyone uh, everyone tastes cake a slightly different way and it can
0: also be perfect as well because evoking that sense memory is is, faultless yeah yeah, it is always faultless you know sometimes actually better than the experience itself dare I say it wow Yeah, kind of. I think around
1: there. (laughs) Move (laughs) on. The other, I mean, the other, or in case you know, we're a food show, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry.
0: (laughs) The other, the other film, I suppose, which falls into that, and I, I have to say, I wasn't as fond of this adaptation as I was of the book. And do you know, I think most blooming things we're going to talk about, I could say the same thing about, was Chocolat. And a lot, a really strong theme running running through Chocolat was about about puritanism versus yes. the kind of carnal enjoyment of things and actually bigging up the surrender to the sweeter
1: things in life. Yes, definitely. Um, can, I, can I just, uh, like an irony of that is that actually, you know, the products she was touting were decidedly pure and much purer than, than the things we would carnally enjoy now from the corner shop. <laughs> Say a dairy milk or a chocolate bar that was mostly vegetable oil. <laughs> and sugar, That's true. Yeah, actually, there was a puritanism
0: in the in the yeah. in the food that was produced.
1: Uh, maybe the the point is that the purity of of of, of the actual thing, the, the really pure thing, what was the chocolate and and the kind of the dirtiness was the attitude of the locals. How dare yeah. they snub her? How dare they? How dare they? I Especially do. when she's Juliette she's Binoche. Beautiful. Juliette Binoche? Binoche. <laughs> My God, She was a I beautiful girl. I love her. Do you her? love
0: her? I. I don't totally get her appeal. Oh, I love her. And I know, is she in the Three Colours trilogy? She is. Yeah, and I, uh,
1: yeah, Yeah, I I I know know people love her. She's in the English Patient. Oh, she plays the nurse. I haven't seen it oh my god you 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 cuss me for not reading your for not reading your isabel i cuss you back you have to see the english page. to be fair
0: mia there's a large number of films we're (laughs) going to discuss today where my response will be i haven't seen it
1: well mine too too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) we'll fight our corners we'll fight our corners then of course we move into the slightly more suspect areas of sensual enjoyment uh (laughs) like and i have to hat we have to mention it because it's just like the Tackiest thing in the world, but nine and a half weeks. Ah. The fridge scene, and you know what? I haven't even seen it. I've only
1: seen little seen snatches. It. Of I've it. seen the it. i scene, seen, but the fridge scene, I think, it was too dirty for me to watch.
0: Go on. <laughs> what I happens? think they just kind of basically end up smearing each other in cream, and they kind of just open the fridge door. If that happened in our house, we'd have a very sorry state of affairs. It would be like I chop mushrooms and lay them <laughs> across. <laughs> yeah. Would you like some
1: chutney? <laughs> where can I insert these caper berries (laughs) Um, in my nostrils and nowhere else thanks (laughs) please
0: (laughs) yeah really want to stock up on the
1: fridge before you go and try and attempt that yeah make sure you've got some actual sex condiments in there because you (laughs) you don't you don't go pissing around with leftovers do you bit of tomato sauce from yesterday's pasta. A bit of bolognese. Bolognese wouldn't go down so well. I think bolognese would kill my passion so fast because I would quickly focus in upon the the food aspect of it. It would stop being sex. And I'd be like, God, that's good. That's been left overnight. The (laughs) the flavours have really (laughs) seeped in there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, darling. What was that? Yeah, I lost it. Go away.
0: Yeah, go away. I've got this bolognese to finish. Yeah, a, a scene kind of open to a whole load of of, of comedy jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> to sorry, say, it's a <laughs> is a it's a crime in itself. I mean, just being in that film and and Mickey Rock, Mickey um, Rock. Uh, oh God, it's I mean, never uh, all right. You know, in a way, it's not a crime because it's a gift because it gives us um, <laughs> so many comedy joke opportunities. But on the other hand, <sighs> I don't know. I'm. I mean. I think that people mistake the sensuality of food for sexiness. And I went, this is where I kind of come across as a massive hippie. I once went to a uh, tantric meditation session. Of course you did. (laughs) Of course I did. Um, And it was, um, that was quite interesting because it was about, you know, tantric kind of, kind of approach things is is not just about the kind of having sex for seven hours but about enjoying the sensual experience that things present you so that was kind of all about tasting food and really savoring it and touch and feeling it and smell and just you know really really surrendering to the kind of carnality of it but each thing has its own pleasure and you know to try and marry the two together maybe I'm just a purist but you know I like strawberries I I like people but I don't like strawberries on people yeah you might
1: want to taste them together
0: (laughs) I mean you know I'm not ruling it out no but not ruling
1: out but then there's a case of perhaps you and I belong in the camp that is too easily distracted, as we've already mentioned. <laughs> and I'd be like, hmm, I'm, uh, "This honey is very good. Where did you yeah, get this from?" There's a danger that you would be like, "Oh, are these are these those seed ripen at home strawberries? This is no good. This is bitter. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: Is is this is this cream in whipped cream in a can? What? What, what? exactly? What? No." No, only with marshmallows on hot chocolate. Yeah. And no, I'm not putting hot chocolate on you. Yeah. It it, it wouldn't work, would it? No. I suppose the number one sensual food crime would have to go to Last Tango in Paris.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But is it a food crime? I mean, I'm sure it's a crime in in, in some parts of the world. <laughs> Everything in that scene is a crime in some parts of the world, including the polo neck. But um, <laughs> Marlon Brando's kind of quivering lip. But but it's um it's it's wow it's evocative. I you know when I first watched it, I totally didn't see that one coming. And, <laughs> and, and 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 I knew there was some kind of to do about the film Ooh. and something to do with butter. And and my poor little brain went. Oh look at the butter! Oh 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 my god! He's he's really old. Oh oh look at that! And it was part of my kind of my whole growing up thing. Like oh yeah, you you, you don't have to be under thirty to have sex. <laughs> look at Marlon Brando still so getting his end away with teeny tiny actresses. It was um, but, but with okay. the age of butter. As wrong as it is, if you've never seen it, okay. She's kind of she's she her, her kind of her garments are kind of pulled down. And and, and sh- she's face down on the floor and she's kind of looking, kind of, you know, yeah, yeah, challenging back at him and slightly awe-stricken as he sticks his fingers in butter and then greases himself a path. <laughs> 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 I'm choosing words carefully here. Um, before they then get down to the, the more Greek method of copulation, <laughs> then say your standard face-to-face look. Um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was the greatest summarising of that scene ever <laughs> thanks man it's a 9.8 from the English judge thank you thank you yep that's it I'm
0: sold I'm sold But her on movie minutes great
1: <laughs> oh, but but there's something to be said for deliberation isn't there Marlon Brando you know he might be wearing some dodgy duds but the man was deliberate with those with that stabbing of the fingers into the dairy product. <laughs> 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 oh, I feel a strain on a bad path. Let's go somewhere. Oh, it's, else. A, it's a bad and, and wrong path. <laughs> but
0: you know, and also impractical. Butter? Yeah. Really? Don't be silly. No. No. Just I mean no. There's a number of
1: reasons, no, but Your ass would smell like a baby. <laughs> <thing. laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, you see, I spent all that time tiptoeing around it and then I just went out and did You just that. went. You just oh, went there. Sorry. You just laid it on the line.
0: But you know, there's, I mean, this is, it's, it's, it's for an entirely different podcast. But, but you know, it, it doesn't, butter doesn't present you with long lasting lubrication, kids. That's all I'm saying.
1: How did you find that out? Well, it, it just doesn't. Oh my God. No, I, no, you're probably right. Although there is a delicious story. I say delicious. It's delightful, rather, by Alice Walker. And it's about kind of, it's called olive oil and it's it's about this couple and they kind of they use olive oil and it's it's about the the, the place that this ingredient has in their life and he has dandruff and he's black so his skin lacks a certain you know um, essential oil and i think a lot of people a lot of black people have have problems with dry skin and they mm-hmm. use ammonia and things and and and, and she, she he has dandruff and this kind of comes up later in the story but what starts off he gets a cold and she's realized his wife that by rubbing olive oil on her hands when she's cooking it, it actually replenishes them properly the way the fancy french cream she buys was, doesn't and so whilst he's still not got his sense of smell she's using it everywhere and it's given her this wonderful burnished glow she looks like a living statue you know her skin's itself again the way it should be if she was getting everything she got she needed in her diet and um and his send and she realizes it is cold about to about to kind of go away and and so she just thinks ah oh, can't you know it's silly and she she hasn't told him until then what it is it that's been given of it this new lease of beauty and and then she, she tells him and they they enjoy many slippery couplings on the floor, but it's 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 not it's not over sex nonsense. It's it's more about the intimacy of two people finding each other again. And and, and she she oils his head and twists his curls for him. And it's very Aww. kind of nurturing and beautiful and lovely. Oh, I like. You must that. read it. You Aww, must read it.
0: Sounds lovely. Oh, oh, I just have a little coup. Oh <laughs>
1: yeah, not like nine
0: and a half weeks or oh, last time going Paris. Hmm. Now the other category that we found was where food um, kind of presents a platform over which uh, relations are conducted. It's basically the anchor where social situations kind of can happen. And there's kind of a, there's a number of films in this category. Um, now, one of the ones that I, I it, amazingly, I've actually seen, can you believe it, it is, it's amazing, is um Les Dineurs de Concours. I hope I've pronounced that right. It's, uh, it's, it's a French film. I didn't just like st- start kind of spitting over the microphone for no reason. <laughs> um, and it's it's about a group of friends who invite, uh, it's basically, they're a, they're a bunch of, you know, young, I suppose young professionals, and they invite people around for dinner every month who basically they invite round so they can laugh at. Uh, mean Kong coal yeah. means the asshole so it's the dinner of the asshole yeah. um but uh, you know it's like who's the asshole I suppose the thing about the film yeah. is and of course what happens in this film is the the food you know the kind of dinner goes off but it all goes off wrong and um you know the guy that they invite you know it just it, basically the whole question is posed throughout the film is, is who is the asshole here mm. um you know as as the guys the life. have a delightful
1: way of playing with that kind of idea yeah so it's all about the you know um, kind of freedom equality classless everyone is the same and, and the way they keep redefining the, the same precepts in modern society because obviously even, no matter how much you struggle against class it reasserts itself definitely itself and situations. I've
0: I've noticed there's a couple of French films which are kind of yeah exploring that idea of class and kind of social etiquette around food yeah like i you know i always kind of i always think of the french as having a certain uh, you know food is a is a definitely a place where you explore explore that and it definitely makes sense to me because there's one there's one that you've seen as well
1: which yeah, is similar uh, I think it's called Le Désort, and it's uh, it's kind of it opens in a restaurant it's kind of set around a restaurant uh, for instance some of these films where there are stories from the people you meet in the opening scenes and it the waitress, for instance, has has a part to play, and her story kind of spins off from this this central restaurant area. And it's again, it's very similar to yours, as mm-hmm. in it's 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 a, it's it's kind of an expected turnaround, but you don't expect it to convince you, but it does. Mm. The French are really good at that. They give you an idea that you know what it's going to be. You know, and then so it's the kind of oh look, we're giving you a typical scenario. Somebody's being mean, and yet you can't like the the victim enough, and yet they actually kind of they imbue them with dignity and and a certain like genu- genuineness that you can't help but fall for. And in the end, you're as won over as the other characters. And the same thing happens. This guy, he's a bit kind of they consider an an upstart. An upstart. He's he's not an intellectual. He's not theatrical. He's hanging out with this theater crowd. He's hired a young artist to do a piece of work for his garage or whatever it is. And he takes him out for dinner and he's sat with a beautiful actress. They've just seen in the theatre and he thinks she's amazing. And she kind of, she snubs him kindly but coldly. And the rest of the film is about kind of her discovery that he is more than what she thought he was. And that he discovers that he actually is and that he actually believes what he says. When he's being gruff and voicing his opinions like, you know, this is bollocks and I think you're talking nonsense. He does believe that. It wasn't a show. That's really his thoughts. And his honesty becomes like admirable. And at the end, obviously, you know, she's kind of she's realised his worth. And, yeah, and and the crowd that they were sat in seems ridiculous rather than aspirational. Mm. And it's all conducted over this yeah yeah this this I mean, dinner. It, it's it's it begins with a dinner, and it kind of it's a lot about eating, and and, and I think the French do that so well because. And and this is true of Britain, especially like everyone has their things about the dining table, about the dining area. It's very easy to trip up in somebody's company. If for instance, you are American and you eat mostly just using a fork, that that's, that's a big cultural thing, isn't it? It's Mm. it's an obvious thing. And people, people use these tiny petty things to kind of to determine who is who and how you do a certain thing. And eating is is one of those social um, scenarios where it's very easy to pick people up on stuff.
0: Yes, it's very easy to see. I mean, yeah. we've yeah, we've, we've talked about it before, haven't we, about that, that, that social attitude to, to dining as well. But it's such, I mean, yeah, it's such a great platform, especially for a film, because you can, you know, you can do that close up, very small mm. observation of people where in a theatre, you know, it might just get a bit kitchen sink drama, one room and, you know, let's go back to naturalism. I mean, you know, I always think that film does naturalism better than the theatre and that kind of close observation yeah. of people in an intimate situation it's such a great place to tell that kind of story i completely agree and
1: it's you, we were talking before about the films that have food and the films that don't there are films that don't have any eating in or if they do it's very brief or or it seems in restaurants without food you know you never see the eating that they're, they're just having a really important chat and i think i think the food the films that ha- genuinely have food in are a bit defined by those scenes they tend to be important mm. then you've got the things that may be more action led they don't have anything like that in they also don't have any toilet scenes <laughs> you know do you know it's a bit lacking in realism it's like everyone's got small plastic crutches and kind of shallow throats nothing happens really sort of it's always an interesting one to me i could just go off on this big old yeah. tangent about the it's
0: it's realism I, re, I always think that realism is such a con it is not my preferred or naturalism I mean, they're different things. Um, naturalism more linked to the uh, 19th century theatre mode, Emile Zola, uh, those kind of uh, laboratory observation, whereas realism is more about it's there is no fourth wall and you know we are seeing things exactly as they're portrayed. And of course, what we all know is that films are not. Films yeah. are a piece of art. Yeah. And I always feel like they're kind of slipping the wool over your eyes a bit. Because it's like saying this is real. And you're like, well, yeah. no, yeah. it's not
1: real. It's a story. Why are you pretending like it's real? I don't. I mean, I can. I agree. I don't want to believe in things. I think this. I'm going to say something really poncy now. <laughs> the reality is, is if it touches you or not, and if it convinces you of something, whether you've you've ever experienced it yourself, I, I don't want to see somebody else's experience that exactly reflects one I've had myself. That would be pretty boring. Mm. I want to feel connected to somebody else's experience. I want to feel something new, and it's. Yeah, there's th- th- there's no point in in trying to reconstruct the real because, frankly, real life is so consumed with food and with the things we talk about and with those kind of small pleasures and things you spend your whole day doing, eating, working, peeing, you know, it's it would be boring as hell. I know. I mean, if I had to
0: kind of construct some kind of filmic experience <laughs> of my experience of food, it would be... Really, really (laughs) boring, and you know, and that's why I can see why filmmakers, you know, it's either an exploration of other themes or it's a platform for relationships to be explored. Definitely, because you know what I love about. Whilst I love food, it's it's not filmic.
1: No, it's not. And I I think you made the key point, which is I don't want film to be real life. I want film to be film. Mm. Same goes for theatre. I want it to be more than real life. I want it to be something. I want it to be art. I want it to be you know moving and informative and interesting and nice. Not, I, 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 I don't want a window into somebody else's boring existence. They could have one to mine and just be equally bored. I know. I agree. I mean, we could almost do a whole episode on a uh, uh, film, <laughs> food in theater, which is even <laughs>
0: yeah. funnier. But I always think that food, that film I'll forgive. I'll forgive realism and yes. film or naturalism in film more than I'll forgive it in theater. And actually I think that naturalism in theater is hard to do. Um, or realism in theatre is hard to do because you notice the joins more. If you mess it up, then, uh, you know, it's, it's easier to see. Mm. I don't know why. I think it's because of the conventions that surround it and the way that you do it.
1: Yeah.
0: I've just gone off a total tangent total, here. about, we, yeah, about yeah. theatre <laughs> theory. Sorry. It had to come in at some yeah, point. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, returning to these kind of, these, these dining experiences. Food on film. Do, 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 do. But you see, it does remind me these ones where food is a, is a platform for, for social um, relations. Mm-hmm. It always reminds me of of those plays, the the kind of naturalistic plays where uh, one room becomes a laboratory for the exploration of the kind of human you know the human experience and you know it's like that meal becomes a laboratory for the exploration of the relationships between the characters around the table um or who are attending the event or what have you and you kind of see into it there's a whole we kind of somehow ended up identifying this whole section of films which is kind of family relationships and and they're a great place and quite often it seems to be like kind of There's a whole section of Italian-American films, basically, that uh are... Family relationships explored around the table. So you've got, you know, Goodfellas has a surprising amount of food in it. It does, but
1: that's an entirely different kind of family, isn't
0: it? it? it Family, but I I kind of I counted it
1: as family because I thought it was. uh, It's about the closeness and the loyalty, isn't it? Which is
0: somehow deeper than the blood one. Yeah, (laughs) completely about how you identify with these people. Maybe that you work with, what have you? There's a there's a scene in that where they make. Is it they make a. Aglio e Olio, it's the spaghetti with oil and garlic. Late one night when they come back, and I have to say that always used to remind me of the guys I used to work with, not because they were gangsters, <laughs> but because we used to come back late after work and eat pasta together and they were all Italian and, you know, one oh. of them would cook it up and maybe make some carbonara. And I used to watch that and go, sweet. Oh, that's just, you know, just reminds me yeah. of the boys, the boys around the table. No one was criminals. No that, one was, no you bo- know, that readiness to engage and eat together. Mm, I know. And it was really important. We used to finish the, we used yeah. to finish the day with a meal all the time
1: you know so we didn't mind staying up late It was we finish it it's one of those curious things i mean keep going back to kind of this is this is a workplace thing but if you ever eat with your work colleagues your relationship is changed indefinably but changed afterwards if if you if you never lunch with anyone the first time you go to kind of even if it's just burgers in the bar with your team things are different because you're, you're seeing each other in a completely different non-professional setting you're supposed to be relaxed yeah and you're sat there wolfing a cheeseburger, nom, nom 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 and you know it's kind of it is it's very intimate and it's, it's it's one of those settings that kind of really encourages closeness and bonding yeah, definitely. Eating together as, as a waiting staff team must have been like incredible. You know, afterwards you, you'd have so much camaraderie. Oh yeah, no, it was great. It was calf carafe half wine on the yeah. table. You know,
0: pasta in the dishes. I used to fear the times when they put spaghetti out because I'd be there longer than <laughs> anybody else. Uh, <laughs> they were all practice spaghetti eaters, the bastards. Um, you know, it's yeah. And then espresso afterwards, and grappa in the espresso cups, and all of this. Yeah, so no, I definitely. <laughs> and you see, that's the thing. It's about it's about creating a sense of identity as well. And it's you know the, these
1: films of, of of Goodfellas and that. True. I suppose there's Godfather and. Uh, but the comforting ones are about inclusiveness, aren't they? They're about you being included, and the food is is is, is one of the vehicles for that. You're in this unit. You belong. yes,
0: you're in. You know, and we all eat the yeah. same thing, and we know this food. This is the because you know food is home and what have of you. Course.
1: What mean, else do you have on the family list? I'm, I'm family, curious. On the
0: family list, there's a, there's a film that um, I, I love. I love this film. And I, I think not enough people have seen it. It's a film called Big Night. And it stars Stanley Tucci in it. And it's about two Italian-American brothers, brothers yeah, who a open a restaurant oh. uh, in the 50s. And it's basically what happens is um, one of the... It looks like through a friend of the friend, they've opened this purest Italian- American restaurant Fantastic. in this American suburb oh. and their customers are not ready for the cuisine that is this extraordinary chef one of the guys one of the brothers makes and there's just this brilliant scene with the kind of the 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 customer asking for uh I think she wants some bread on the side with it she wants meatballs on on the pasta and he can't understand that he's like why? why would you do that you don't you don't have them together it's a hybrid dish that mm. kind of thing and he and the the front of house guy is going back to the guy in the kitchen going just just, just make it just make it he's like what who are these people yeah. bread on the side with with meatballs and i'm just like oh feel your pain brother feel your pain. <laughs> yeah. so they're struggling and um they find out that they might get louis prima down to their
1: huge fan. Uh, yes. Huge, oh my goodness. Like if fan. you don't know who Lumi oh. Prima
0: is, uh you know the guy who did uh the voice of the Jungle King in the in the <gasps> he did King Louie, didn't king he? Louis. Oh, the king of the, the Jungle, soul, the jungle the it, the it, That's him. I love him. Kind of big, big voiced American wow. singer, big band singer, also a trumpeter. Um <clears throat> but yeah, so they they think they're gonna get him down. Um and the whole thing is about the process of the feast that the chef cooks for this night that they're going to get Louis Prima down to the restaurant. And it's just, oh, yeah, it's total food porn it, oh, for, for one part God. of it. Yeah, you oh, know, the you're kind making of, me yearn. Yeah, and this kitchen that, you know, there's a lot of shots of the back kitchen, but there's also this beautiful relationship between the brothers. Yeah. And, you know, it's very of the period. And, yeah, everything about it just makes you want to be there you know, eating in their restaurant in the meal as it goes. And you kind of really, oh yeah. It doesn't go entirely to plan. I don't think I'll be spotting it by yeah. don't saying spoil that. It. No. Don't spoil it. I haven't seen it. I really want to. But it's a, it's a, yeah, definitely worth a watch. Big night. Stanley Cicci very very worth watching. Okay, it's on my list. Yeah. Put it on. Put it on your list. And then there's also, which is a film I haven't seen, I've been trying to see for about two years, but I can't get hold of the DVD copies. Eat Drink Man Woman, which is a Chinese film. So you get all these cuisines. There's yes. also um I think Eat Drink Man Woman was made as remade as a Spanish American film called Totilla Soup. So clearly there's these kind of these cuisines which have a big family Absolutely element. Eat Drink Man Woman is about a, a chef Um, and his three daughters, and he's preparing a big meal for them. And it's about their kind of complicated relationship played out over this meal that he's prepared. And each each dish has meaning as they eat it and what have you.
1: But you see, I'm fascinated by that. I'd love to know more because, again, the Chinese have somewhat more, more mysterious yet still quite famous family aspect that it's very family isn't it Mm. the traditional and they they have these big gatherings and big meals and it just looks so amazing i
0: had this great food
1: porn i had this great
0: uh collection of short stories called a little too much is enough and that's from one of the stories which is about an expat um chinese family where where it's a big wedding feast and uh the whole thing about the way, the whole thing about the, the putting on this event is the family has to provide a little too much. Yes. Because if you eat it all, he failed. Yeah. So a little too much is a laugh. Perfect. It's, it's yeah. this great story about, you know, kind of uncle sat around on the tables with bottles of vodka and, and you know, rice wine <laughs> on the tables and what have you. And they're so all about to start the wedding feast. It's a, it's a good story. Oh, mm. yeah. God, I'm making myself so hungry <laughs> oh my God. I'm about this. This is difficult. <laughs> <laughs> so then we have the uh, the food as a vehicle for comedy.
1: <laughs> which is one of my favorite things um <laughs> bizarrely two of the things we're going to mention were kind of meg ryan things what is going I on i know but to be fair they were like two of the best things you do i loved them both there was when Harry met sally we mentioned this as a topic i was like when Harry met sally orgasm in a restaurant that's definitely food film <laughs> food film food film and um, because then you know somebody says i'll have what she's having and um and it's all very ah funny but there's that one, and then there's the, then there's the actually kind of Tweely, farcically funny one of French Kiss. I know, which it actually features Kevin Klein, who I have a secret crush on. I do too. Oh, ah, oh you see, you see, not so secret now. No. I, bet, I bet all the Kevin Klein ones come out that would work. Um, but he basically has just spent like two minutes kind of saying to her, you know, French women they need to be like mysterious and kind of they in. A better accent than mine um saying that she needs to be classy and restrained and kind of you know have some have some decorum and some dignity and she's in a restaurant where her ex is with his new fiance, and she kind of she spins backwards over a dessert tray and oh, it's, it's so great it. it's yeah great she, physical she, she, she's comedy. skidding on hands and knees through cake mix and things it's impossible and he's looking after her with like just a face that screams incredibly Achilles. he's like what are you doing you mad bitch, and she's still skidding around on the floor trying to avoid the glance of this ex-boyfriend. It's hilarious. And then finally, comedy.
0: Yeah, it, it kind of had to be done, which yeah. is uh, an honourable mention <laughs> to uh, to
1: dodgeball. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not <laughs> exactly. Dodge traffic. <laughs> I love that
1: man. You can dodge a wrench. And then if you can dodge traffic, oh, what, what a brilliant, brilliant kind of set Not for a joke. a film about food <laughs> However, all. we
0: just had to give it a mention, mostly because we like <laughs> it. But also because of the end
1: of the film. The guy who owns Globo Jim Globo Gym, who's kind of, you know, he's lost. It's Ben Stiller's character. And at the end, he's ballooned. Mm. And he's, he's like 24 stone. And he's that kind of greasy looking, you know, just being... Disgusting and eating more pizza.
0: Yeah, we almost included this in the uh, in the gluttony category because he's clearly not enjoying himself. No, 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 no. No. Bit, you know, eating is not associated with the world joy. Out. He's really unhappy. Yeah. He, he's he's really he's really fueling the fire. <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, the other thing in French Kiss is also the moment of lactose intolerance as well. <gasps> See, yeah. French Kiss is such a peculiar f- film because you know it's worth watching because it's almost like well, in one way it's a bit of an homage to Sabrina, I yes. think.
1: Which I love. Sabrina yeah. Fair. And, and I love the remix Sabrina with Harrison Ford as well. I haven't seen it. I'm not that. even ashamed. Yeah. Just I like bring it both. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like, you know, this
0: is our perception as, as Americans of what france represents it may it's like when you kind of i suppose it's like for weddings and a funeral it's like this fantasy yes. image of the uk or, or not in
1: hill because it's a fantasy image i mean everyone who didn't who doesn't live in london is going oh wow Hill looks amazing even the english people are going that's brilliant let's live there and the same is true for france even if you've been there and you know it, it's just a normal place yeah <laughs> it's not riddled with kevin Kleins who <laughs> happen to have family connections to vineyards that kind of thing it's just you know, it sells you on it. Not might. everyone has fine dining. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it and does it prompt definitely. you family feast under the olive trees. <laughs> oh, wow.
0: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't always happen like that. Although sometimes it does. It does. Um, Magically. Yeah. Once I was, I met some girls who were traveling and it's while I, I was in Italy. And I was kind of a bit jealous of their, of their fortune, which was that, um, they were talking on the train about where they were going to go and stay because they were trying to stay in Verona and uh, all the hotels in Verona were full. Yeah. And this one guy overheard them said uh, he spoke English and he said, "Look, I don't want to be presumptuous, but I um, have a house in the city walls, and we're gonna have some friends over for dinner." No, yeah, no. In not in not in Verona, but in a city outside Verona. <laughs> I have a house in the city walls. Um, you're I have two spare rooms you're most welcome to come and stay in my house and so they ended up right staying at this house in the city walls of this of this city outside outside Verona oh I hate them I know but the thing was I was there that night I was there with my you know with my you were there as his friend no I was there as uh, with my ex who was a friend of his
1: but no but I mean you were there as one of his guests yeah I right, was there okay. as one of the de- guests, and they just happened to have like fallen a pure look. That's yeah. when we overheard them. That's amazing. I know also,
0: a pure look of a gathering of of Italians who more or less spoke English. That and there was me and hell. another Finnish girl there yeah. who were kind of, uh, you know... Representing the Euros. The representing Europeans. the Euros. <laughs> and it was this amazing dinner with kind of a barbecue and 17 of us kind of sat around the table and, you know, I bringing stuff out. And this, this, really their, their, their back garden was kind of out on the, um, on the on kind of the ruins of the city walls and stuff. It was oh, an
1: amazing I've house. been to Verona by the it, way well it was it was outside Verona oh, only for a day trip and it was kind of spectacular enough to make me wish I'd gone and stayed there for more it's time. very pretty
0: it's wow. very pretty
1: I, I just did a day
0: trip because I was staying at a less pretty city where, where the, the but this bit where the city walls were is Brescia yeah. um, and it was like the, the city oh, walls around that oh really you're making me wish I spoke some Italian I was there now oh, no oh, you it see, was this is the power of food <laughs> <laughs> and it was if the guy had just
1: been having a cocktail party or something and you know all kind of a drugs binge it wouldn't have been the same <laughs> invite would it not not to i'm having a friendly feast of, of, of beautiful welcoming kind of yeah. non-dangerous foods with with lots of nice friendly people you, yeah, sh- you should come and stay in my house for free yeah come come you know yes, i know it was great i was just like i can't when believe happens, your bloody it's absolutely magical and, and yeah. those kind of instances are few and far between because you have to be in the right place at the right time yeah. and the right person has to overhear you speak yeah. your language
0: it was it was definitely but it was definitely like one of those moments you kind of probably wish happens to you in yeah. Italy because I was always struck by that being the person uh, you know who was kind of
1: I was saying oh so you how, know what how do you how were you brought yeah. you know how were you here? kind of thing Gloria your own life has not been short of kind of <laughs> fortuitous <laughs> circumstance itself so maybe you should back off from that one <laughs> give that one to me all right <laughs> Yes, i'm fair, next i was there yeah. <laughs> i mean you were i might not have been <laughs> didn't hear about <laughs> this on an email
0: <laughs> it was lovely i suppose i mean the other ones that we can't miss out or they're not kind of lovely and are as our, mm-hmm. exp- our, our, our backpacking friends experience is probably here. Uh, when we were doing this there was a disturbing amount of films that come up with cannibalism <laughs> it's like the backpacker story gone wrong yeah <laughs> that's what happens when you know it all goes wrong and you go to the wrong place and oh mm-hmm. dear i mean you know because i mean how could we not mention silence of the lambs and how chianti and the liver and father beans <gasps> personally i wouldn't team liver with Father beans but it, it, it's a reasonably solid choice
1: i i have literally this i've only ever had a liver in my mother's liver and sausage casserole or, or with liver and onions that yeah she does sometimes. I think
0: that's the only time I can stomach it yeah. really liver casserole I can do but yeah.
1: um because it's the taste becomes somewhat I don't say watered down but it has depth and it takes the edge off that the, the liver It makes the most it. amazing yeah. gravy yeah it really does make oh wow amazing yeah, gravy. amazing but I think I find Man. I find the
0: actual texture of it a bit challenging
1: I see. I like the texture of liver, but it—I have—I have to have it in small amounts because the taste yeah. itself is, is quite. It's quite.
0: It's a lot irony.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a lot to take. Mm. My mother used to eat it nearly raw when she was pregnant. She was craving it. Oh my god, that makes yeah. me. Oh my god. Not like she, she. She said she was like something from Rosemary's Baby. She would. She, she would let look at the pan, and then eat it. And her mom and dad were always catching her, coming to see how she was. She was like, "I'm fine." Liver dripping down her chin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah obviously you're fine catherine <laughs> maybe you need to see a doctor <laughs> um, you were sucking <laughs> the life from her <laughs> i think i was um, but yeah but then in that whole theme of cannibalism food on film strange the thought of a person being a fu- uh, being the food itself i saw a film our friend ryan the guy who did the whole banana thing conning south korean children <laughs> With the with, with with his own take on the English language, um, he made me watch a film once um, <laughs> called Ravenous, and this is a film that has been
0: banned. And I think wasn't it wasn't wasn't it. Is this a film why that his his film tutor slipped him a copy of? Oh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure.
1: Why would it be banned? It's fantastic.
0: You're the, such the a liar. Is, no,
1: it's really really good, and you know why. And and it's not remotely like. I mean. God, I've seen kind of stupid slasher team flicks that are much, much gorier and much more disgusting than this. This is this is really restrained. What what sells it, Ravenous, is that it's um there's hardly any dialogue at all. It's got a really long score, just music, 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 epic music. And it's kind of Cold Wagon times. There's a settlement that's gone a bit awry. And somebody comes to investigate and he realizes that there's that this insane bat of cannibalism going on and the people who are victim of it or, or become cannibals themselves are overwhelmed by the taste but it's very I can't explain how well it's been done it's actually ace and I, at the end of it I was like Ryan thank you that's one film you made you made me sit through that I'm glad I did I'm impressed because I I'm, yeah. I'm such a wuss I think in this category I have not seen one film There's I haven't no seen awful, like, I haven't
0: even seen a live. eyeball popping moment it's
1: very very they're literally picking pieces out of stew they're eating each other but as in you know, seasoned. In food, yeah, seasoned. With a glass of Chianti. But what's amazing... um, Okay, if you don't want to hear how this film ends, this is a spoiler. Here you go. Um, Somebody comes, and it's it's basically, it's help. They're going to be saved. And the guy is wandering around this deserted camp after all this kind of tumult has happened. And he happens across, across a big cauldron of, of food. He takes a sip. And then you know that he's going to be involved too because he's tasted it. And his face is showing some kind of... This puzzled appreciation of this taste. What is this taste? It's so nice. Da, 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 da. You're like, ah, brilliant. And so it continues. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then, of course, there's the uh, there's the Outlander shooting. I'm sure there's more in this category, but the ones that came up for us would be, I mean, you know, we always put this in a kind of political category because it is a film, but it's also documentary. It's super Size Me. Yeah. And there's probably Fast Food Nation as well, which is kind of, you know, about the horrors of, of, of <laughs> modern eating, you know, which have a political bent to them. And then there's the kind of the, oh dear God, I can't believe you ate that. Like old boy, which, you know, I haven't it's seen.
1: I haven't seen. It's good. It's a really, really, it's really, I mean, there are some sick parts in it. Again, potentially I could, I could really spoil it for people who haven't, but um, it's, uh, it's really crossing some boundaries and it makes you reassess what you're prepared to kind of say, oh, I want this to happen, even though it's wrong on every level. Um, a guy is kind of—it's a revenge flick, kept. isn't it? It's a revenge flick. His his life is over. He's been taken and shot in an apartment. And he tracks down his 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 abductor. He's been but he's been given the same meal every day for years. And when he finally escapes, he finds his abductor by tasting every sweet dumpling, or every dumpling in this in this dish he's been having regularly from every takeaway in the neighborhood, in the city. He tries them all, and they all do the same dish. So he's trying them all until he finds the exact one that he knows perfectly. And when he knows the, the right dumpling, he knows the right restaurant. And then he knows the right place to ask who's been placing the order all this time. Yeah. Find out who did it. And at one point, he does eat a small live squid. And apparently he ate it for real. No, no, he did. There's, there's absolutely no way they could have faked that. It, 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 there's, no, there's no kind of embarrassed cutaway point or, or, or kind of seemed together bit. It's very, it's live and mm. disgusting yeah it just looks repulsive Mm. like the biggest wiggling bogey you've ever seen in (laughs) your life foul man just foul (laughs) (laughs) but worth seeing (laughs) definitely worth seeing you're gonna watch it and be appalled <laughs> i know the thing is right i love korean films i
0: love i mean they look like nothing else yes. i mean it, the the you know the cinematography is just amazing i yeah. mean i could even watch and i'm not big on slash effects, i'm not big on big violence i mean but you know i could watch sympathy for lady vengeance and go it looks pretty
1: <laughs> have, you, have you seen Sympathy for Lady Vengeance?
0: I've seen kind of about forty minutes. Yeah, I've seen. Well then, you know, if you've seen that much, watch Old Boy, it won't
1: offend you at all because it's the same character, yeah. isn't it? Which is it might be. I think it, it might is. be. Yeah. In fact, I I think Sympathy for Lady Vengeance and Old Boy, they're like the Korean equivalent of three colours. Yeah. You know, it's it, the, it all it's, comes it's, together. It's a kind of a
0: violent revenge trilogy that that mm. they made. I think I, mostly I kind of look away at the, 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 yeah. the kind of grim shots and enjoy the beautifully, beautifully shot rest of it. Wow. Yeah. It is, it's it's, it's lovely. Very, very See, because I like, there's one Korean movie I, that I like, nothing to do with food. It's spring, summer, autumn, winter and spring. And it's, it's, it's not, it's very slow <laughs> and nothing very much happens. And it's very interesting because it's kind of meditating on Buddhist philosophy. It's actually made by a Christian and it's basically set on a temple on a lake. It's wow. about a boy who comes to the temple and then leaves the temple and then comes back to the temple in search of um, resolution.
1: It's oh,
0: beautiful. That
1: sounds really gorgeous. Can I just... I know I supposed to be talking about food, but this is my Korean film anecdote. Um, one of my good friends, Vanessa, who moved to Australia recently, when we were just becoming friends, you know when you kind of see when you go, you, you, I want to be friends with you. Yes, I think I am. And we kind of eyed each other and said, you seem like my kind of person. Let's do something like go for a coffee or go to the cinema. And so we said, yes, we'll go to the cinema. And there was a Korean film festival on. Now, we thought we were going to see what had been touted as the, the South Korean version of... Um, or rather, I think it was actually North Korean, kind of illicitly, illicitly made version of Sex and the City. Their kind of girl talk, frank sex thing, you know. And we were going to go see that. We got the dates wrong. And we went to see A Good Lawyer's Wife. And there were some rather graphic sex scenes in it. And um, I I realised... 30 minutes into it as the man's mistress is masturbating herself in a pair of stockings up and down his buttocks that, there was me Vanessa and a man in a trench coat in the cinema I'm not even joking I'm not joking luckily Vanessa and I had left a seat between us for which to store our popcorn I looked over and all I could see was the big great shining orbs of her appalled eyeballs as she like stared at the screen disbelieving that she was looking at me looking at the screen as if to say I'm so so sorry I didn't I uh, I don't want to seduce you in any way this was supposed to be fun (laughs) and oh look they're having sex (laughs) it was really really kind of it was it was a life-changing moment of I'll, I'll never get that two hours back <laughs> and that man was making movements oh no. it was bad oh he definitely <laughs> was and the awful thing was it was it was beautifully shot erotica, some of it so we were kind of genuinely uncomfortable like wish you were here with somebody else <laughs> it was it was disturbing <laughs> and after that there were, there were no there were no barriers left in our friendship we would talk about everything you know pooing periods whatever we, we there were there were no, no nothing left to kind Gone of there. knock down Gone yeah. there. we've been we've, we've seen nam man <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. i think we should also make some honorable mentions of like like ultimate foodie films that should have seen and have not like i mean well or, or ones that we missed out, I cool. suppose, in our summary. I mean, Eat, Drink, Man, Woman is one that's up there for me. I haven't seen Need to see it. Need to see it. Babette's Feast is another one, which apparently is the ultimate foodie film, and I haven't seen it. Yeah, I'm rubbish. The Cook, The Thief. His wife and oh, her lover. lover. Yeah. I have to get that one right. I always want to say his lover. What a brilliant title. Yeah, it is brilliant. It's worth mentioning just because the title's so amazing. Yeah, it was a Peter Greenway film. I've never seen a Peter Greenway film. You know, never seen that. It's meant to be awesome. Mm. I mean, there's a couple who missed off our list as well. There's Fry Green Tomatoes at Stop oh. Cafe, which I think is a beautiful film. Again, based on a book by Fanny Flagg. And some might find it twee, and to those I say, screw you, it's, it's sweet. <laughs> it's got Mary Stuart musts in it, not being too kooky and made me cry. Um, and I would never want to eat fried green tomatoes. I'd, I'm not convinced. But apparently you kind Aww. of put them in some kind of batter or something. And and are they nice like that? Apparently. Well, if they yeah, say so. Yeah, apparently they're good. Um, and there is... So, oh there's another one that i was i was gonna say and i've i've kind of completely lost the thread of so maybe i just have to open it up to people who are listening i'm sure like throughout this they <laughs> kind of been listening going how can you possibly miss yeah. you know um so a foodie film list there are some there are some foodie film lists out there on the web there are
1: gonna be some really big obvious ones that we were yeah we knew we were making this we we're like we're gonna miss some really big ones here yeah we, we, we probably some are obvious kind
0: of but you know I'm also interested you know because it, it there are films I think that kind of have really key foodie scenes in them mm-hmm. but aren't foodie films I mean yeah I think we've mentioned a few that are kind of Charlie the Chocolate Factory <laughs> <laughs> kind of a big one that we didn't talk yeah. about yeah <laughs> sweets it's sweets it's not food yeah
1: if you say so yeah you know it never makes me hungry because me, I was wanted to be the the fat one who gets stuck in the chocolate pipe. Augustus Gloop. Augustus Gloop. Mm, swimming in the chocolate river. That sounds like an awful euphemism. <laughs> oh my God. I say that back. I'm so sorry. No, I don't want to do anything like that.
0: I mean, so... I want to be,
1: you know, just outside of the factory in the street. That's what <laughs> I want.
0: So we'll try and put a list up at um, www.simplysyndicated.com. And if you've got some uh, some glaring, glaring neglections from our, you know, things we, yeah. we've neglected to mention, do do go there. And if you go to the forums, you can post up or post a, a message on the feed, yeah, on, the, on the shows. Ones, yeah, we're, we're very, you know, we're all ears. And, you know, I can add it to the list of ones which I have failed to see so far. Ratatouille, that's a film all about...
1: <laughs> a tiny rat you know what there's nothing funnier than you throwing ratatouille at the end with a flourish (laughs) I know I can't believe I just like threw it I had to say it though I looked
0: down at the paper and I was like oh my god ratatouille and once upon a time in America apparently Uh, has some key film food scenes in it yeah see now we just haven't got uh, enough time we don't we don't you know, have the time no, we're gonna we're gonna, go, we're gonna shut off we're um, gonna go this has been a really nice show I hope you've had fun listening because we've had fun yeah it's talking. been ace. well we think
1: so but yeah it
0: <laughs> it's been nice what, <laughs> what do we know great. we're talking <laughs> yeah. yeah so I've been Gloria Lind oh Mia Steele thank you thank you bye bye